everyone. Welcome to the Coach Me podcast. My name is Nadine Stille, founder of Coach Me and your podcast host. Thank you for tuning in as I welcome executive and business coach Karen Flynn, who is a high impact coach for expert career professionals from diverse cultural backgrounds, entrepreneurs, and startups. After a successful career in communications for over 20 years in Asia, Karen trained as a coach with CTI in the UK. Following her transition from agency owner to executive coach and her journey from Asia to the UK to Vancouver, Canada, she now works with clients globally to expand their perspectives and to be their confidential sounding board. Karen's expertise is with reluctant and unfulfilled leaders who she helps to see how powerful their specializations, experience, and efficiency transform the workplaces and businesses so they adopt a strong narrative in representing themselves and their ambitions. She encourages them to take a meta view of their opportunities and to be brave, which leads us nicely to our podcast topic today. Embrace your experience to shine as a leader and role model. During this podcast, we will find out why some mature employees feel threatened in the workplace and how COVID has amplified this. We cover some coaching questions to help us unearth what's really causing fear and learn tips to embrace our many years of experience and lead us towards brave action. Oh, and we get to hear about Karen's book, Go Beyond Resilience, Find Your Grit. All client stories mentioned in this podcast have either been approved for use or been altered to not be identifiable. Hi, Karen. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm really <laughs> delighted you invited me. Yeah, well, I'm really looking forward to today's topic. It's something that you're obviously very passionate about. And yeah, I'd love to know more about it in a moment. But first of all, I'd like you to tell me a bit about yourself. Let's get straight in. A little bit about me. I mm -hmm. am I'm truly a global child, born and raised in the West Indies, left when I was 18, traveled, ended up having most of my career in Asia. I was mm -hmm. in Singapore for 20-some years. I became a Canadian in the 1990s. I love this. I, there's something about Canada that just resonated the moment I stepped foot here back in 1988 or 1986. And I love it. I, I've come to Vancouver. It has a special place in my heart because I settled here in the 90s and my daughter was born here. So for me, I, I feel West Indian, but at the same time, I'm very Canadian. So here I've come back for my second chapter in life to do coaching. And my daughter's in university and, uh, yeah, settling into life here in Vancouver and loving every minute of it. Great. So how did you come to coaching? What, what drove you to it? I fell into coaching at the time that I was stepping out of corporate life. Mm -hmm. I was petrified. I knew nothing else. <laughs> like literally, I had no hobbies. 
I had been an agency owner, communications agency owner for so long, and I was petrified. What's next? I wasn't ready for retirement, that's for sure. And somebody suggested speaking to a coach, which I'd never thought of. She just brought so much. She unpacked so much for me and made me see that there was so much value left beyond corporate life. And I loved that gift that she gave me. And so I looked into training as a coach after Mm -hmm. that. And I was in the UK at the time. So I looked around for uh, credible coaching outfits and I settled on CTI. I loved the philosophy of it and became a coach. And I started coaching people from my industry, from the advertising Mm. and communications industry because of the amount of burnout that I had seen over the years. And so it really started organically from there, the gift that I was given through coaching and like, you know, the second win. And I, I just love doing that for people now. Mm, yeah. I mean, your yeah. face kind of glows <laughs> up and it's like, that's my second wind. And you, you mentioned earlier um, already, it's your second career, you yeah. know, even phrases like the gift of coaching. It's, it is a typical kind of, it really fits in with the realm of coaching, but it, it really is that it's a mindset uh, yeah. way of, you know, how you're seeing it. So it totally comes through with how yeah. passionate you are about, about I, coaching. You know, because people were talking to me about, oh, when you sell your business and you're not going to be an entrepreneur anymore and you're coming up to being an empty nester. And I just, those words just seem like a sentence to me, you know, it's like empty nester what is that? Mm -hmm. I just knew I had so much more left in me. Yeah. So, and that's what I, I really needed to sit in front of somebody who helped me to just move some layers around and just, yeah, to put some blinders. And that's fantastic for another human being to just help you to work through that. And I did it on my own, right? I came to the decisions on Mm -hmm. my own for what's next, but Having that powerful conversation with someone, I had never experienced anything like that before. You, you still have to do the work yourself. You did it, yes. right? And you want yeah. you wanted more, and yep. you sought out help, yep. support yep. to get you there. But you still did the work. Yeah, um, absolutely. And you probably did <laughs> so take some work, right? <laughs> it's very <laughs> scary. It's like, do what? Start yeah. what? Oh. Mm. I'm yeah. too old for that. <laughs> but, but here you are, right? Yeah. What did you just say? What, what was it? I'm too old for that? I'm too old for that. <laughs> um, yeah. I hear that quite often too. It's like, I'm yeah. too young, too old, yeah. too inexperienced, yeah. too experienced. Oh, yeah. Too anything. Know, too yeah. anything. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That kind of tie- nicely ties in with our topic for today, which is embrace your experience and age to shine. Yes. And that good role models um, are always in demand. Yeah. What makes you so passionate about that topic? I I had that experience firsthand, right? Mm-hmm. I was doing business in Asia, in foreign cultures, sitting at the big table, feeling very out of sorts. And I knew, I knew the critic in my mind and the saboteurs that kept coming up. I didn't turn and speak to anybody about it, but in every big business meeting I went to and every notch of the career ladder I went, I was always really, am I really doing this? Am I, can I do this? Mm -hmm. What the hell am I thinking? You know, can I go into this meeting and convince these people to spend half a million dollars? And they were constantly there and it drives you nuts. It drove Mm -hmm. me nuts. 
And I wish I had found somebody to, to speak to. I wish I'd found that back then. So mm-hmm. I understand that pressure that comes with getting older and we kind of forget all the experience we've gathered. We look around the workplace and we see all these young, enthusiastic, you know, go get them faces. And we're thinking, oh, I can't, you know, I can't compete. But actually, mm-hmm. there are so many more tools to compete, mm-hmm. right? You're not competing at that level. You're competing at a much higher level, the breadth and the depth that you bring to organizations. Mm-hmm. And we forget that. Well, yeah, those those voices keep coming up. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you you you're thinking, oh, it's a go away, and you have that confidence, but uh, yeah. <laughs> you're not yeah. onto it. Those little, yeah. I don't know what what do you refer to it, like the little devil voice and the the yeah, I have the little know, angel uh, voice or what the little devil and yeah. the little saboteur, and you know, yeah, yeah, they come just, up, uh, and I just flick them off now. I sometimes I'm walking along the street and I'll do this. People <laughs> are thinking, what the hell? She's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was not watching the video, but listening in. <laughs> You're just flipping your shoulder or something imaginary sitting on your shoulder. That's what you were that, doing. That annoying voice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay. And so why do you think some mature employees, and I guess it's not just, like leaders or managers, but mature employees overall feel threatened in the workplace. I think we're programmed to just take less risks as, as we get older, right? It's an inherent human thing. As we get older, we're thinking, Oh no, I I don't want to put myself out there. Um, I don't want to do this. I'm comfortable here. So to have a growth mindset, we have to push against what is happening naturally for us. Mm -hmm. And then we look at the others and organizations around us and, and, and there's a sense of competition. I mean, and that has been the way in organizations for many decades. But instead of looking at those faces and seeing competition, I think it's, it's, it's almost something that we can turn to ourselves inward and go, but I can help. I can become a role model for my team. I can demonstrate all of the learning and the expertise that I have. My experience counts for something, right? Mm -hmm. Businesses wouldn't be able to run without experienced people. That's Mm -hmm. the truth. Yeah. Yes, of course, we need a lot of young blood and and so on to get things done and new experience. But um, the fact is, and especially in 2020, when circumstances are so different for all of us, more fears come up then confidence. We get older, we're 30-some, 40-some, 50-some. We've acquired mortgages, car payments, you know, all the lifestyle things that we have surrounded ourselves with. These things are wonderful, but they cause stress, added stress. Mm -hmm. There's a lot at stake. There is a lot more at stake as Mm -hmm. we get older. Mm -hmm. And so when that little voice pops up, is a bigger story they're clouding our brain with. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, I think for some, it's really easy to forget just how much value we bring to the workplace. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at um, reading articles recently because I really love coaching people who are stressed as executives and they forget just these fundamentals 
And it's just bringing us right back to those simple things. What do we bring? How much more are we after being in the workplace for 10 years, 15 years? Mm -hmm. There's just so much fear takes over. Yeah. And it's like you said, it's a natural thing, especially now during, you know, COVID times when it's this person, you know, just like survive rather than the the thrive part. Right. And like covering the bases and what do you need? A bit of expansion. I don't know. Yeah. And the culture of industry has become such that it's more competition. We mm-hmm. see people around us, you know, we're competing instead of, well, how can we work together? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things that stood out for me in the last couple of months that I've been reading. It's as people are working uh, remotely in isolation and just scattered all over the world, we need to find ways to work together we need to create that social coercion and it is the more mature experience employees that can champion that mm-hmm. right yeah. because they have probably gone through some tough times okay they've gone through covid mm-hmm. they've gone through some tough times with industry and there's a lot of room for experience to champion such things yeah there's the need there as well Absolutely. people are looking for people to bring everyone together or say, Hey, what, you know, what can you relate this to Or people are looking out for leadership and you do not have to, yes, of course you can be in an executive or a manager, but you do not have to be having that title in order for people to seek you out as a role model and, you know, model what it's like to stay calm in situations that maybe are stressful. Totally. They're saying the, the, the leaders that will stand out during this time are the ones that are showing empathy and compassion and really looking at the human nature of mm-hmm. what this pandemic has done to our workplace. Mm-hmm. Yes, of course, we have to look at the financial implications, but the more successful CEOs and other leaders that will stand out is how they have managed to work with their teams mm-hmm. to provide a lot more support, understanding what it's doing to people's mentality and well-being. So. Again, it's like a red thread through conversations that I've had in the past, I would say not just few months, but there was already that trend there before COVID hit about seeing the, the human side in things. It's not yep. employee number, I don't know, 2000, whatever, yeah. but it's seeing yeah. the individual person there. And there's just so much more need for for doing that right now. Right? I, know. And, I know. And my my little wish for this year is that there is that opportunity for HR specialists to really step up and step out of what has been the norm for them and how they've practiced mm-hmm. embracing all of these other things yeah. into the role. I know it's a, a big, big ask, mm-hmm. but there is a way to kind of evolve that whole practice of how we look at human capital. Of course. And, you know, a few things where there's a will, there's a way, I want to say, (laughs) or where there is a need, because there is a need right now. And not just businesses, but also people need to pivot and be flexible around it. And a few things that we thought weren't weren't ever possible, suddenly, in some cases, overnight, were possible. (laughs) Absolutely. Right? So why not use that momentum and create something? No, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. So we talked about the the fears that come up 
from managers to more more senior roles but you know everything that we basically just <laughs> talked about um, but what impacts do those fears have on the person themselves but also on the teams when the you know fear perseveres yeah. The thing that pops up when, certainly when I speak to people about it, it's as, as older, whether they're managers, directors, or whatever positions they are on teams, they start to see themselves differently in the workplace for good or bad. And they feel like they can no longer ask for help. If they're unsure mm-hmm. of something. So many of the many of the clients that I've spoken to, it's a switch, I want to say, goes off because they're suddenly stumbling around in the dark and they feel like, okay, I'm here, everyone, all eyes on me. I need to do this. Mm-hmm. And they've put themselves in the confines of they're standing alone and everyone's just looking at them to deliver. But mm-hmm. that's not what a team is all about, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That's not the way to lead. And so they put themselves in this very stressful, isolated position. You know, I go back my days in Asia, there's the whole big thing about face. If we do certain things or we lose face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that has transcended now to this where managers and leaders feel like they cannot be vulnerable with their team. They can't mm-hmm. work uh, together and say, okay, I know I'm doing this and you guys are all together, but I need your help. Those words never come out of their mouths because they feel like it would put them on a disadvantage somehow. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we need to turn that around, make it much more upfront as to how we're going to get through these tough times together. What do you need to demonstrate as a leader? And do you now step beside your team and lead from the side? instead of from the top mm-hmm. um, and what does that look like yeah. all of the soft things that you have to provide for a team to really thrive and grow and prosper the needs are different now i think leaders are getting there in the end but it's it's a stressful transition yeah it just you know it's taking its toll so and financial pressures really make that amplified for many mm, yeah so and after all they're also just humans right human beings that's they're right. also human beings that's so totally right what's different for you know them than yep. the people that they're working with and it's uh i've experienced it myself and i'm yeah. curious to know where yeah. that thinking comes from that they need to be an expert at everything, everything. and need to provide all the answers when all you know throughout everything it's the diversity of everyone's background and skills and knowledge that drives the team up right so it's they might be even at a disadvantage if they do not harvest that combined experience and ideas and whatever from the team but that's the fundamental of a team right everyone Mm -hmm. working together and we forget that Mm -hmm. like suddenly Okay, I'm managing the team. Okay, what does that mean? You're like 20 feet ahead pulling or what is it? It's yeah. just the image, right? Yeah. And yeah, stress is probably all that causes that, right? Yeah. So what's the impact on the team? Well, some of the things that I ask the clients are, do you think your team 
sees you differently. How? Why? Mm-hmm. What's changed? Mm-hmm. You know, circumstances are, are different. They're more complex. There's a lot more at stake now. But when you were in this role a year ago, what's changed? Mm-hmm. Who's putting all of these other expectations on you? It's you. <laughs> yeah. And that many times is the reality. It's them. Mm. So you've already mentioned some of the coaching questions that you would ask them to, you know, where they were back then, what now, come yeah. to some realizations. What are some other coaching questions? Someone's like kind of listening in right now and, you yeah. know, feels like, oh gosh, this resonates with me too. <laughs> but, you know, do you well, have... I have to say, I'm I'm a very direct coach. Mm-hmm. I say it like it is. And so clients who come to me have to be prepared for discomfort. Isn't <laughs> um, that where the growth happens, Karen? <laughs> right? I know. That's right. <laughs> I want my clients to challenge me when I ask them questions as well. But I ask them things like, where is the fear coming from? Uh, when you hear that, hear that, Whose voices do you hear? Can you mm-hmm. pinpoint the voices? Because as an entrepreneur, you get fear coming at you from your business partner, you know, from your CFO, uh, things like that. As someone in a high position, uh, earning a lot of money, you may feel that that fear is coming from the voice of your partner. You know, you want to provide and do all of this stuff. And mm-hmm. so I ask that. Where is that? Who is, whose voice? Who's attached to that? Mm-hmm. Where is it coming from? And what has changed? Does your employer or your team expect differently of you? Write it down. Get some clarity on that. Where are the goalposts? Have you shifted them or have they actually been shifted by others? And what do you expect of yourself? What do you tell yourself? Okay, I can do this, but this I need a little bit of help. Are you willing to admit that? Are you willing to ask for help? How do you lead a team if you're constantly this boulder of strength and you're always right and you, you know, you show no vulnerability and the team is, they would see you as inapproachable, really. So how do you lead? How do you mm. do all these things this year, in 2020? It's really taken us back to fundamentals and mm. that makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's like, who put that in there? Is that how you actually want to be? Right? And, yeah. Oh. yeah. There's some, I can see how this is uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. getting clarity around that yeah. can... I think luckily our, our world is changing and uh, industry is changing. But the tradition of industry has been this fierce, competitive environment Mm -hmm. and so we put on our suit of armor leave the house get in the car and go to work uh it's certainly the way i was in my career for 20 some years um but it's different now and it's okay to to make some changes so Mm -hmm. you don't have to and i'm you know i address this to some of the older workers the more experienced workers in organizations it's not saying just discard all of the old ways of doing things, but certainly there are some new gentler ways treating yourself in business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's okay to, to bring that on board because 
if you are to be an effective leader and a great role model, this is what your team is going to expect of you. And this is how the team is going to thrive. Yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. What if your team actually wants you to be that way? Yeah. Right. And, you know, there's no, the, the fear factor might be out of that then. Yeah. A bit more or less a safety net. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what are some tips that you could also bring on board or, sh or share with someone who's going through something like that? I think uh, employees who have been around the block a few times and, 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 and know they bring a, a depth of experience with them. I think I mentioned it earlier. It's just learning new skills themselves, mm -hmm. being a little bit, a little more human in the workplace, addressing those things on teams. Uh, shying away from just the corporate goals and 360 assessments and all of those hard things that we have grown up in business doing, just kind of stepping into a slightly softer way of doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's if we are going to lead and our workforce is going to include younger you know, Gen X and so on, we, we have to adapt. We're not too old to adapt. We can adapt. And we will find it a lot more joyful in the workplace. And that, you know, that is not a word you would hear in the workplace 20 years ago, right? Mm -hmm. But my biggest advice to people who are feeling this fear and wondering, well, you know, I look at my younger colleagues and I'm, I worry about the next promotions. Like, no, you... You may worry, but if you adapt and bring on board all of those other skills that are there in you as a human being, show your leadership style, show the breadth of your experience, become a great mentor to the mm -hmm. team, because uh, mentorship will never be more critical as it is now. Mm -hmm. It really is. It's just so critical right now. And just just kind of soften the edges and bring more into how you're playing. Mm -hmm. Their faces light up when they think that they can actually bring all of this to the table. You know, yeah. it's just a freedom because yeah. it's, even though you're bringing more on board, it's like removing shackles. I yeah, don't giving have them to permission. put on this. Yeah. I don't have to put on this suit of armor. I can actually shed that and be myself a little bit more. Yeah. And something that came up for me when you uh, mentioned, when you talked through your tips is the, something that we had mentioned earlier about, you know, you're not too old, inflexible, uh, incapable or whatever. No, you can totally all do this. This yeah. like get rid of all these beliefs that it's just yep. because you're in this position and yep. you've had, I don't know, 20 plus years of work experience does not yep. mean that this is the end of it. Right. Absolutely. There is there are options, there are possibilities and you can totally do it. There's yep. get rid of this I don't know. It sounds like uh, what you actually mentioned earlier, um, how, it, you know, what you were approached with after you left corporate life. Oh, this is kind of, you know, yeah. get into retirement. That That's it now. It's like, why? Where does that come from? Huh? I know. Yeah. It's when I, when I talk about evolving and becoming more free in the way you 
take yourself into the organization as a, as a more mature worker. It takes people a few minutes. They look at me and go, what do you mean? What do you mean freedom? What? It's because you can just be yourself. You know, you don't have to put on this persona because you're in the corner office in, in a suit and tie or whatever, or you have your name on the door. Just be yourself. People want to know that they're working with a human being who mm. has scary days and who's feeling it like they're feeling it. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, then you will see the change, the shift that happens on a team when you're there with them, demonstrating yeah. the empathy, compassion, understanding the human hit that's going on with, you know, what's affecting us mm-hmm. with, through COVID not just financial, but it's a lot of uh, mental well-being. It's at stake here. Mm-hmm. And if a leader can do that, demonstrate that, yep, it's affecting me too. I'm there with you. What can I do? How can I support you better? Mm-hmm. And I, that's the kind of freedom that I talk about. And people go, oh, really? Yeah. I can <laughs> wouldn't they lose respect for me? I've heard that. It's like, wouldn't <laughs> they lose? No, they would respect you even more. Exactly. A human being. <laughs> yes. They would exp- totally. And that creates a space for people to be more open themselves, to be themselves, to yep. be oh, yeah. creative around things. And that yep. if yep. you lead that way, it also takes off yep. you know baggage of everyone else in your team because you know the knock-on right. effect is just yep. massive. Yeah, yep. I hear you. <laughs> The thing I read with this uh, McKinsey report was, you know, older, experienced workers have so much to leverage now in the workplace because we're looking for trusting relationships and we're looking for the other things that even though I'm sitting over here working and all I see my colleagues on Zoom and the other person, they're all, you know, scattered everywhere, but there's something that can be built by someone who has been in the organization who can pull people together. And that's why I said role models and mentors rather mentors are, are critical at this stage to just kind of pull people together and go, we're in this together. What do you need? How can we engage the team? You know, Mm -hmm. it's not just a zoom call for 45 minutes, but what else is there? What are we sharing? Which pain points are we sharing here? I think there's a lot of possibilities as we revisit fundamentals in the workplace. And I I just, again, I am so deeply grateful that I'm a coach, that I can help people because I want to work with people when I know I went through terrible trials and I didn't have that sounding board. You know, it's like face the wall and just kind of figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. But now, you know, mentorship is all around. You can find a a good mentor and work with. You can find a coach. You can just chat with somebody. And it's it's just peeling away these layers of who we feel like we should be in the workplace. That's a burden. (laughs) Yeah, it's a burden. it, It is. It is totally. And, yep. you know, working, working with a coach is, might just be the thing that's where you're saying, Hey, I need, I need that help. Right. It looks different. It takes yep. on different forms. It's like, Hey, I need maybe help from my team to work through 
um, you know, a particular scenario, or I might need help from a mentor or, or a coach, talk yeah. someone to confidentially talk through a few things that I may not yeah. be able to do at work. And yeah. that in itself is very resourceful as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know? And some people actually, believe it or not, they will speak to me and the one thing they require help is to be able to ask juniors for help. Mm -hmm. They just don't know how to do it. So how do I go to my team? They're not even managers, but how do I ask for help? How would you ask anyone for help? <laughs> They're human beings. <laughs> how do you see them? What, do you, what are you looking at them and seeing? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. It's actually such a, in, in such a great thing. Like, why would you expect that? you would know all these things that someone who's just left university and studied the latest technology from, I don't know, yeah. a year ago or, you yeah. know, yeah. half oh, a year yeah. ago that, you know, you might know yeah. more about or do not need help with. And yeah. like, rever would you call it like even reverse mentoring? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Reverse, um, uh, it's beautiful for someone who does not know what, what that means. It's basically someone with less work experience or experience in a particular area or Someone say younger. Yep. Mentor someone. <laughs> someone younger is mentoring yeah. someone who is yeah. uh, quite a bit older, older. with something, yeah. you know, yeah. that is That's they right. just know more about. Yep. And it is a great work dynamic as well. It gives Absolutely. the younger one such a boost and to have those, those insights. And you can, you know, it can go both ways. I, you know, the, yep. the older employee might mentor something, yeah. the, the younger one on something else. And, Oh, the possibilities yeah. through that. It's just amazing. Tons of opportunities for growth. And that, I mean, this is a conversation for another time, but I, <laughs> I say to older, older clients who are, you work with a younger team, who are the customers in your business? They're their age. Let them shine. Let them, you know, talk to you about the strategy. You're great at running the business. You run the business, but let them create, let them shine. Yeah. Because those are your customers. And those people will stay on because they get, you know, they they see the challenge, they yeah. they see how they're being valued, how their yes. expertise is being yeah. appreciated, and you know, I, yeah. I don't know, they're they're not kind of as well. We can talk about this forever. Yeah. <laughs> we learn, we learn yes. something. I mean, yeah. I love my work around young people. I do so much mentorship, and I work with grads. I work with third year students. When they say something, my face just lights up because, you, you know, it's so childlike and so true and honest that my 25 years of industry, I've forgotten that. <laughs> and they say something, I go, God, you're right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. It's great. I love it. Yeah. It can so, be very invigorating as well, right? Yeah. Perfect. Sure. <laughs> so let's do a bit of a... Um, a tiny bit of a pivot okay. for people who've tuned in and they do not know yet you're apart from being all the things that you've just said including a, a you know coach you're also an author i am oh and i was gonna grab a copy of my book and show you <laughs> <laughs> i forgot it's over there do you want to grab it go on and grab it yes please yeah, go for it. yeah. Okay. let's do it thank god for editing <laughs> this is what well, we just talked about, you know, being more human. Come on, we're of course going to leave this in. I know. I made my cup of tea, but I didn't grab my book. Um, 
That's my book. Okay. What's it called? It's called Go Beyond Resilience, Find Your Grit. Mm, okay. And I mean, resilience is a hot topic, right? The last few years. It's just be resilient, be resilient. Yeah. Um, for me, why I talk about finding your grit, mm-hmm. your drive. I've been a, an immigrant in foreign cultures for many, many years. And I know what it takes to go to a foreign land and set up your life. Since becoming a coach, one of my passion has been working with immigrants coming in. I do English classes. I do workshops on social cultures and things like that. I just admire so much their grit and their passion and their desire to create a better life Mm -hmm. for them and their families. And when I moved back to Vancouver after 15 years abroad, I started looking through all of my boxes and my journals and so on. I thought, you know what? Let's write about my first 50 years and all of my failures and my successes and what I've learned and why coaching has been so vital. Mm -hmm. And that's what the book is about. It's um, part autobiography and part uh, I ask questions you know, how would you deal with this? How mm-hmm. would you deal with this life-changing decision? And ever since I was a young girl, I I made very bold decisions that didn't sit well with friends and family. Mm-hmm. But I always knew I wanted to have the best life possible, fulfilling-wise, not material stuff. But what really drives me is when I do something, I experience something, I want to feel like it's moved me. That's my best life. Hmm. You know, I want to sit at the, as an 80 year old woman and, and think, ah, oh, love every minute. Mm-hmm. Loved it. And so that's where the book comes from. Mm-hmm. And I hope people who read it, you know, find that bravery in them to mm-hmm. get there. I started living my real life in my 40s. I think, you know, people can start earlier. They should mm-hmm. start earlier. <laughs> <laughs> But they're never too old. Never too old. (laughs) Read the book. Yes. (laughs) Great. Perfect. We'll pop the link in the notes uh, later as soon as the podcast is uploaded and um, take it from there as well. We're nearly at the end. Can you believe it? I know. We feel like time, time flew by so quickly. So for for this season of the Coach Me podcast, um, Mm -hmm. we have the same three questions for everyone. Okay. (laughs) And true to form, where, you know, you've asked a bold question, I want to say it's not really. Um, So the original question was like, what's a book recommendation? But since we've already like covered that halfway through, it's like, of course, it's going to be your own book. You were very passionate about a particular TED talk you wanted to mention and recommend to people. What is that? I've been revisiting TED Talks since uh, I'm fed up now with Netflix and Amazon. So back onto TED Talks. <laughs> Forget the Pecking Order by Margaret Hefferman. She delivered this in 2015 at TED Women. And she speaks of social sensitivity and how our connectedness is going to, it makes an impact in the workplace, mm-hmm. more so over intelligence, which is remarkable right? Mm -hmm. Some people will find that just insane. But for a a productive and dynamic workplace, she talked about sensitivity and helpfulness over hierarchy. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
Okay, yeah. so we'll pop the link in the uh, show notes as well for people yep. to check out. And yeah. uh, ideally, let us know, maybe on social media, you know, what they thought about the talk and how it relates to them. Yeah. So that's cool. Great. Then I'd love to know, so the second of the last three questions is one thing that's on your bucket list that you like to share. Uh, oh, I love road trips. I really do. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I thought about is... I would love to drive across Canada. I'd love to see this vast country. I love wilderness. I love, no, I love a lot of nature so much. Less <laughs> I like comfort. I are like you, comfort. <laughs> are you sure you want to cross Canada? You don't like nature so much. Big chunks of Canada. across. <laughs> Or are you going to have maybe if it's you know supposed to be really comfy, you could you could get one of those you know pop star tour buses. Yeah, maybe that would work. <laughs> A very comfy uh, RV. But yeah, road trip Canada. There's so much to this country I'd love to see, mm. and I would really, really that would be super cool. Sounds great. Okay, cool. And last question: What makes you dance? <sighs> The obvious, because I'm from the West Indies, I love music, but that's just obvious. <laughs> um, people, honestly, people. Hmm. I have been tremendously blessed. Uh, my daughter is just turned 21, and um, she has the most generous spirit, and I am so grateful for her. I have a fabulous new partner who loves me to death, and I am truly grateful for that. And my friends, my friends who, you know, I'm constantly wanting to challenge myself, do more, do this, do it faster, do it higher, despite mm-hmm. my bad back and my terrible knees. And they're just so supportive. And so, yeah, people, people in my mm-hmm. life have been and will continue to be just gifts. Yeah, beautiful. The ones that go on and dance with. beautiful wow thank you so much for your time today and talking with us we'll make sure we'll pop all the relevant links in the show notes people can uh, connect with you as well and thank you for for sharing your wisdom thank you Nadine thank you to the Coach (laughs) Me community I hope for little nuggets of something for people to take away oh totally totally (laughs) I guess so (laughs) thank you so much thanks bye bye Bye-bye. That was Karen Flynn talking about stepping up, being brave and being the role model so many of us are looking for. So what step will you take to embrace your experience? If Karen's topic questions and advice resonated with you and you'd like to have a free initial coaching chat with her, simply book your request at coachme.global forward slash book. That's coachme.global forward slash book. Thank you for tuning in. Stay curious.